Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This puck out of the zone, Ajo after it, but Columbus on the puck, throwing it back on the Kane zone, Shea. It back. Ross Levick's attempt out in front, he puts the move on, Anderson! What a pad save early! As Jack Ross Levick, the Columbus native, with a great chance denied by the great Dane. Teravainen, Ajo, he'll kick it back to Slavin, Slavin, Teravainen, taking a look out in front, oh, a huge save by Berube on Trocek. Carolina keeps the puck in, Teravainen, Ajo, Svechnikov, hammers one, and Berube gets across and makes the save. 33 seconds left on a great-looking Canes power play. Carolina with a chance, stall, breakaway on Berube, shot, rebound attempt, Berube save, centering chance by stall, puck still alive, Pesci out in front, back to stall, open net, Berube save, second chance, he scores! Jordan Stahl! Oh, the Canes with six, seven chances, and maybe the eighth one goes home for Carolina. It's a one-nothing lead. Canes win the draw. Back to Terrible. He scores! Off the draw to Terravinen. He picks the corner. Trip, you and I are playing the lottery after that prediction. Two-nothing Carolina. Carolina knocks it down at their blue line. Gets it to Jesper Faust. Picked up by Niederreiter. Tries to play it off of Berube. He scores! What a heads-up play by Nino Niederreiter. Catches Berube off guard. And Carolina goes up 3-0. A minute 14 into the third. Face off to the right of Berube. Got to figure the journey he's been on. This won't snap him, but that will! Terravinen, loose puck in the slot. Lasers it home. And that one gets past. Berube, 4-0, Hurricane. This puck out in front, and a Bjorkstrand backhand is handled by Anderson. And he'll put this right down the slot. Roslevic, he tries to center to Anderson. Full sprawl, still loose, still loose, waiting for a whistle. Anderson puts his hand up, and now we'll get one. This is the Kane's Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Kane's Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Quarter Podcast. I am Adam Gold, and that was an absolute domination that Carolina laid on the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Canes winning it 4 nothing. Although, it was hard to believe that for the longest time, it was scoreless. And then it was just 2 nothing, and you thought, man, something silly happens here in the third period, and all of a sudden we have a hockey game. Well, that didn't happen. Carolina kept their foot on the gas. Uh, I thought they take, took it up maybe a little bit, uh, maybe the last 10 or so minutes of the game, but the Hurricanes had a 4 nothing lead and coasted home from there. Uh, sneaky, great game from Freddie Anderson. Um, he was hardly bothered for the first two periods. I think the uh, the Hurricanes 
had outshot uh, Columbus 37 to 9 through two periods. 37 to 9 through two periods. Uh, Hurricanes eventually uh, did kind of acquiesce a little bit. And uh, Anderson had to make 19 saves in his third shutout for Carolina, but uh, he made some dazzlers. Uh, truth is, uh, of the 19 shots, I mean, Columbus probably could have scored two or three times on those 19 shots. I think their expected goals was probably two, maybe three. I can figure that out in a second. Um, expected goals for Columbus was two. Uh, and the fact is that they got none. That's in all situations. The penalty kill was great again. A uh, lot of good things to talk about in Carolina's fourth consecutive win. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job. Just check him out online for a free no-obligation estimate at aluminumcompany.com. Windows, they got them. Entry doors, they got them, and more. Uh, all right, let's get into it, and Alec Campbell will join us in just a little bit. Feels like it's been a while for Alec Campbell to join us, doesn't it? I don't know. Maybe it has. Maybe it hasn't. Uh, Hurricane's been off for uh, for three days. Rod Brindamore gave him <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday off, as I think we all expected him to do. When I spoke to him before the Philly game on Monday, I just said, uh, are you looking forward to some practice time? And he just went, yeah, I'm not so sure we're going to practice very much. And he was right. Um, I He could tell. He could sense. And having watched the game on Monday, I think everybody could tell that the team was completely out of gas. They didn't play very well against the Flyers on Monday. And they managed to get it to overtime and then win it on simply a great play. And shouts to Brett Pesci for continuing to play this off uh, like he doesn't have massive amounts of skill. Like, he's not a big-time goal scorer, but I've, I mentioned this before. I mentioned this, this on the podcast Monday, and uh, not to name drop, but I texted him on Tuesday and said, dude, I'm not letting you play humble about this. I, I see how you guys work. I see how you and Slavin uh, play essentially catch with the puck in the air, got to knock it down out of the air. And this is what you work on. So that was the product of your hard work. So uh, accept the accolades that come with an incredible, incredibly talented play and a great goal, a great finish. Uh, anyway, so he he said thank you, and then that was that. And, uh, we move on. But he's still trying to play humble. It was lucky. And, uh, it's great play. Great play. Anyway, that's Monday. Fast forward to today, Carolina. Obviously rested, obviously fresh. Columbus, not so much. They just beat Florida 6-3 last night in Columbus. By the time you listen to this, uh, probably I should say Thursday night in Columbus. Uh, then they get on a plane, not, not in Columbus, in Florida. They get on a plane, come up here, and they clearly, either they didn't have the energy or Carolina swallowed them whole, and ultimately it takes more energy out of you to play defense than it does to play offense. And because Carolina had the puck all night, uh, I thought Columbus was pretty much toast. And then the Hurricanes jumped on them early in the third, made it 4 nothing, and that was that. 
Uh, first period was utterly dominant for Carolina. I mean, probably the most dominant of the periods. Uh, and they finally did get the goal in the second period. But uh, Carolina out-attempted in terms of shots. Columbus 26-8 to in the first period. Shots on goal, 16-3. to Scoring chances, 13-3. to High danger chances. Th- these are in all situations. 16-2. to Second period, got a little more narrow. 28-13 shot attempts for Carolina. 21-6 shots on goal. Scoring chances, 16-10. That's a lot of chances. Uh, Columbus had a bunch of opportunities to score. Uh, but in terms of grade A's, Carolina, a 7-1 edge. So through two periods, Carolina had like se- almost 75% of the shot attempts. They let in shots... 37 to 9 scoring chances 29 to 13 and in grade A's 13 3 through two periods i mean it really was dominant utterly utterly dominant uh third carolina you know they scored goals a minute 14 in and then 36 seconds later they make it four nothing and that's it i mean columbus isn't coming back they don't have that kind of depth uh, they don't have that kind of uh, uber skill all over the place. There is a lot to like about that team. Uh, and they came in playing very well. They had won seven of eight. Uh, they are now seven and two in February. Uh, but Carolina's defense was outstanding in spite of missing two regular pieces. Uh, no Tony D'Angelo, no Brendan Smith. Not that they can both you know, they, they could both be in the lineup, but it would be at the expense of somebody else. But Carolina had five NHL defensemen and Jalen Chatfield, and Chatfield uh, is a good player. He's legitimately a good player. And, I mean, I think he could be part of the future on the back end uh, as, a, you know, as, as a third-pair guy. Skates well, plays physical, has an idea offensively. Late in the game, made a great pass to Martin Natchez right across uh, that Marty just whiffed on. Mart- Natchez may never score again. Might, I mean, I, I can't. you can't tell me I'm wrong until we see him. No goals in 14 and uh, 1 in 22, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No goals in 14 and 1 in his last 22. Uh, with that said, I thought Marty played very well tonight. I thought Natchez was excellent. I thought Natchez was really good on the penalty kill. I thought he did a lot of other good things throughout the game. He did not turn the puck over. So I got no problem with Martin Natchez. And I'll say this, as we said it about Andre, before he started to score goals again, and before uh, you know Jordan Stahl resumed scoring, and he scored the first goal tonight. As long as Natchez is playing the game the right way, Nobody should complain. As long as he's not turning the puck over, as long as he's got attention to detail, as long as he's not uh, losing you know, touch with uh, whoever he's supposed to be uh, marking in the defensive zone, as long as he's doing those things, can't complain. And uh, I think the last three or four games, uh, Natchez has really returned to being that guy. Uh, that is reliable on both ends of the ice, and eventually the goals will come. Eventually they will come. Now, they need to, and if they don't, Carolina has to deal with it, Uh, but 
he has been uh, better than those that that drought indicates, especially of late, where I think he has been a positive player. I'm not talking about plus-minus. I don't know what the plus-minus is over the last, say, 10 games. Uh, but he has just made a positive impact on the game, even, for the most part, even without scoring. I mean, everybody has uh, issues from time to time, but uh, I think you should be pretty... Uh, hap- happy with the way Martin Natchez has been playing. Still didn't get much out of Seth Jarvis tonight, although Jarvis did get in a fight, sort of. They didn't call it fighting. They called it roughing. It was not the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, it was Max Domi sort of keeping Jarvis in a headlock uh, for no real reason. And then when Jarvis got loose, uh, there was some shoving, and then hands were exchanged. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know if it's officially Seth Jarvis's first NHL fight, but it looked fightish. Don't really know how they're going to call that. I know they called it, they called it a roughing, uh, minor on, uh, on NHL.com. Um, I thought Carolina's best line tonight was ultimately it was the stall line, uh, stall line, but for a good chunk of the game, it was the Cook and the Emmy line. And I thought Jordan Martinuk was on one tonight. <laughs> uh, but I thought the Cook and the Emmy, Lorenz, Martinuk line was outstanding. I thought Stevie was great again tonight. There are certain players that don't have to be on the score sheet to positively impact the game. So, I mean, really impact the game. And I thought Lawrence, I thought Martinuk, I thought Cook and the Emmy were all excellent tonight. Uh, so good for them, uh, although I don't believe any of them got on the score sheet. Uh, but uh, look, some sometimes your top line isn't kicking uh, rear end. I don't want to go Nino Niederreiter here. And when that doesn't happen, you need your, your depth. You need your other forward groups to pick up the slack. Now, that doesn't mean that Aho, Teravine, and Svechnikov weren't good. They were good. They just were not dominant. I think they were probably better defensively than offensively. But the uh, the Kokinemi trio, Jordan Stahl's line, I mean, they were really good tonight. And I think in, in many respects, they were the difference. Uh, Carolina goes four for four in the penalty kill. They uh, pumped 50 shots at uh, J.F. Barube, uh, really a journeyman goaltender. Started a bunch against Carolina, but uh, I think more against Carolina than he has any other team. Uh, and it looked like they were never going to get one through. That's what it looked like to me. Like, oh, we're never going to get one through. And then they got one through. All right, let's let's uh, let's go through some of the goals. We'll talk to Alec Campbell uh, on the other side. First period, nothing. Carolina had chances, but ultimately nothing. But here's why it was scoreless after one. This puck out of the zone, Ajo after it, but Columbus on the puck, throwing it back on the Kings. Roslovic, the Columbus native, with a great chance denied by the Great Dane. Yeah, that was a super save. Uh, I think Roslovic really fanned on the first one. Uh, still, it was a good save, especially since uh, you, you you couldn't judge the speed it was coming at you. Uh, but getting over to get the second one 
that's one that Roslevic's going to have nightmares over because all he got has to do is elevate it over the pad and it's a goal. Uh, but he didn't elevate it over the pad. Anderson got there and snuffed out the chance. That was absolutely tremendous. By the way, at the other end of the ice, Carolina couldn't solve uh, JFB. Teravainen. Aho. He'll kick it back to Slavin. Slavin, Teravainen. Taking a look out front. Oh, a huge save by Berube on Trocek. Carolina keeps the puck in. Teravainen. Aho. Svechnikov hammers one, and Berube gets across and makes the save. 33 seconds left on a great-looking Canes power play. I mean, for the most part, Carolina's first three power plays were very good. Uh, they just didn't score. There was one where they had zone time, I don't know, for a uh, minute 30 of the two minutes, more maybe, and uh, were creating opportunities, just couldn't get one pass. Barube played very well. Uh, second period, 9-22 in. The play starts with great work in the defensive zone. Brady Shea forcing a turnover. That led to a Jordan Stahl breakaway, but that was only the start. Carolina with a chance. Stahl, breakaway on Barube. Shot, rebound attempt. Barube safe. Centering chance by Stahl. Puck still alive. Pesci out in front. Back to Stahl. Open net. Barube safe. Second chance. He scores. Jordan Stahl. Oh, the Canes with six, seven chances and maybe the eighth one goes home for Carolina. It's a one-nothing lead. Nino Niederreiter with the pass across. I thought Nino was great again tonight. Uh, but Nino made the pass across. Uh, and Stahl uh, got the uh, first one on net. It popped up. And uh, Jordan just banged it in. He just banged it home. Uh, the next goal came toward the end of the period. Carolina getting a power play right off the draw. You know Carolina and set pieces, right? Canes win the draw. Back to Terrible. Off the draw to Teravainen. He picks the corner. Trip, you and I are playing the lottery after that prediction. 2-0 Carolina. Ajo didn't try to win the faceoff to Teravainen, but that's where the puck ended up, and Turbo brought it backhand to forehand through two defenders, uh, and he beats Barube uh, just over the blocker side, uh, far post, it was a tremendous goal, and Carolina leads 2 nothing. And you go, all right, now just start the period uh, on time, if you will, to use the Bill Peters phrase. Uh, good start to the period, and maybe you can take the will away from the Blue Jackets, and they did just that. Smart play in Carolina's end. Uh, Shea gets it to Foss, who backhanded it deep behind the goal. Barube tried to play it, but it kind of, you know, slid off his stick, I guess. And Nino Niederreiter was right there to do things. Carolina knocks it down at their blue line, gets it to Jesper Faust. Now picked up by Niederreiter, tries to play it off of Barube, he scores! What a heads-up play by Nino Niederreiter, catches Barube off guard, and Carolina goes up 3-0, a minute 14 into the third. I mean, that's pretty accurate. Um, Barube wasn't back in place. Niederreiter purposely threw it off his skate and in. He was behind the goal. He was three and a half feet behind the goal. It's like he wasn't shooting the puck. He was just, oh, look, the goalie's out. He's not in position. Let me just bank it off his skate. Uh, 36 seconds later, Carolina took advantage of another good break. 
although you make your own breaks, right? You lose a face-off. But Natchez, who, again, played well, uh, pressured, I believe it's uh, I believe it was Adam Boquist, and the puck uh, caroms off Natchez's stick, flutters up in the air. It falls to Vincent Trocek, who knows what to do. Face-off to the right of Barube. Got to figure the journey he's been on this one. Snap him, but that will! It was Trocek, not Taravainen, but doesn't matter. They both play for the same team. By the way, speaking of Taravainen, and we'll talk about this with Alec Campbell, is he ever impressed with anything that he does? I mean, ever impressed with anything that he does? He just says this, well, it was about time. Uh, but Carolina got uh, goal number five from Jordan Stahl, uh, 14 from Taravainen, 16 from Niederreiter, 15 from Trocek. Sebastian Ajo, uh, extended a point streak to to five. He's got a goal and five assists. Tara Vinen has a seven-game point streak, three goals, and six assists. That's pretty good, right? My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch Aftermath Intermission, Carolina Hurricanes Radio Network. So, 4 nothing. it kind of looked like it should have been 8 nothing. <laughs> uh, I felt bad for the Blue Jackets. They just beat Florida last night, and uh, it I don't know if they didn't have anything to tank, but I think Carolina certainly took what they had left and yeah. uh, and digested it. Uh, but it was pretty good. Pretty good effort for them. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were dominant tonight. I mean, I don't – to me, the bigger deal is just the physical aspect of playing back-to-back with travel and all that kind of stuff. You know, who knows what time they got here yeah. last night. So to me, that's the bigger deal. I don't, I don't buy too much into the, you know, pouring it all out for this game stuff, the, the, the emotional side of it, just because, you know, I feel like these players play their hardest most of the night, most of the time. So I mean, I think they want to win every game. Um, and, you know, I don't, don't really feel like, they they go down on the road and you know they just really wanted to beat Florida and so now they don't want to beat Carolina. <laughs> um, I just I don't I just don't buy too much into that. Uh, so to me, it's more of a physical side of it. Yeah. And the Hurricanes play, you know not having played for three days. You know I feel like those can those types of situations can go either way though. You know it's like. I said in the pregame tonight, which one of those situations is beneficial? Is it is it the Hurricanes having the three days off, or you know, is it you know Columbus having played last night and having traveled? Like, which one is going to be the problem? And I feel like if you ask Rod Brindamore, he'll tell you he'd rather play the night before yeah. <laughs> than than have three days off. So. I don't know, man. I don't know what all that is. But so in the end, I just get back to the Hurricanes dominated them from basically the beginning. Yeah. And they didn't get anything out of the first period. And I started to wonder at that point, like, all right, is this, was that their best chance? Are they, did they blow it Mm -hmm. in the first period? Because a lot of times on these back to back two, 
it, it takes you a period to get into it. And if you get through the first period, the second you, you start to get better as the game goes along. And so I was kind of worried that that was going to happen. But, I mean, they were just as dominant in the second period, too, except this time they got goals out of it. So it was, I mean, all around domination from Carolina. I mean, their power play looked good. They killed all their penalties, <laughs> scored on the power play. Um, 50 to 19 in shots. <laughs> and the chances, the chances through two periods were completely lopsided. Um, so it was, uh, and you know, I liked a lot of players. I love the bottom two lines. I yeah. think they were the best six tonight. They were. <laughs> um, so there was a lot to like. Yeah, there was, uh, there was a ton to like. Uh, just g- getting to the psychology of, uh, of what Carolina dealt with tonight after the first period, it would have been so easy because I think you're right. If you can get through the first period, especially the way it was played, and it's scoreless, Columbus is like, man, we didn't do much in that period at all. We got out of here zeros. Let's go back. Let's get one in the second period. And all of a sudden, everything shifts back and the pressure's on them uh, because they know that they should have scored a couple of goals in the first. Um, and, but it was, I, I was thinking about, I don't know, seven, eight, maybe even nine minutes in, uh, I was thinking, is this, is the final score of this one going to be one, nothing? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. the, it felt like it was going to be one, nothing. It felt like they were going to be unable to sneak one past this, uh, JF Barube guy. And yeah. like, it was going to be one of those movie of the week things. Almost like a David Ayers game. This guy's 30 years old, uh, has played for yeah. 47 organizations, and yeah. he's only there because the other three goalies are hurt. He's the fourth goalie. Although Elvis Merzlikens was taken off IR today. He, yeah, was the, he was activated. He was the backup. So my question yeah. is, if you activate him, why didn't he play? Especially yeah. with Barube having played last night in Florida, although, uh, and, and no, he, he took a lot of shots. I think Florida had 41 shots at him. So he had a busy night with travel, plus he's 30, and he's J.F. Barube. Like, I, don't, right. I don't understand why he played, but maybe Merzlikens wasn't really healthy, and the only way he was going to play, or wasn't in shape anyway, I don't know. I just didn't understand. If you activated him, I just assumed he'd play. But uh, that was, that was a, a weird thing that definitely happened. But um, I think you're right about the bottom two lines. Um, I think we can stop being surprised that the stall line was one of their best <laughs> since it's basically yeah. been their best line consistently night in, night out for about six weeks now. I mean, they just they just crank out good shift after good shift after good shift. Uh, Nino was, Nino was really, I know he was the first, he wasn't my first star, but he was the first star in the building. Uh, Nino was really good. I thought there were obviously a lot of guys who were good tonight, but, uh, and I loved, especially the first period uh, from the Coke and the Emmy line. I mean, I th- they might've been the best line all night anyway, but they were certainly the best line in the first period. I don't know how many scoring chances that line created. It was nuts how good they were. Yeah, I mean they created a bunch, and you know I'm, I'm I love I'm a process guy, but they also didn't score any. So at some point, you create all those chances. 
freaking score some of them. I mean, <laughs> Jordan Martinook had like six shots on goal, but he Jordan Martinooked all of them. Yeah. So like, I mean, but I, I, the stall line's been good. It kind of feels like stall has uh, the 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 goal he scored. I think it was in Pittsburgh, where he basically just ran into the puck. Yeah. As he was crashing the net and it went in. Let go. I mean, that was kind of, I think that, that, that may, you know, retrospectively we'll look back and go, all right, that was the sign that Jordan was going to reap the rewards for a season of hard work, but no results. Yeah. Because, you know, as we always say about Jordan, he, you know, he's always working hard. He's always doing little things. You know, he's good defensively, he's physical, he wins face-offs, all those things, and he wins big face-offs. And, you know, he just wasn't getting anything to go. And so I'm kind of hoping that that was our sign that Jordan's going to get going a little bit here because if Jarvis and Natchez are still not going to score, then somebody else has to score. (laughs) And... It'd be cool if that was Jordan because yeah. he wasn't scoring for 36 games in a row. So it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, 36 considering the ice time he gets and the chances he creates because that yeah, line creates line, chances. Yeah, <laughs> their line is just it's just solid. Yeah, solid. I mean, Nino's having a great season. Yeah, uh, Foss. You know, I know you're a you're a big Foss. I'm a Fossy guy. Yeah, yeah, you are. You are a Fossy. Um, you know, he played on a top line in New York. That's what I heard. Yeah. That's what I heard. Played um, with, with Panarin and, uh, yeah. and somebody yeah, else. And, <laughs> yeah. Zuccarello or something. I don't uh, know it might have been. I, don't, I think Zibanejad yeah. plays in the other line. Zibanejad yeah, <laughs> or uh, there's another one I'm thinking of. No, I can't remember. Uh, um, Brian Strom. I don't know. I, I think yeah. Strom plays with Zibanejad too. I'm just, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but you know he's he's solid every 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 single night. So, yeah. uh, you know they were good tonight, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad Jordan's getting getting some reward here. Uh, yeah, you know it's one of the things I I love the most about watching Rod in the post game is when people ask him about Jordan, right? I just I just love yeah. his expressions. You know, it's like yeah. you're 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 st- he's scoring. You're still asking me about him. Because they just want yeah. him to, they, they, I think people want him to talk about Jordan Stahl. They should just say, rather than ask a question, they should just go, Rod, will you tell us why you love Jordan Stahl? I mean, what they should do at this point is ask him, ask them about Jordan on the nights when he doesn't score. <laughs> well, they do. They they did for however long. Uh, you know, does it worry you? And no, doesn't worry me because it yeah. doesn't. Because he just, it's like, what, what's going differently? He goes, nothing, nothing. He's playing I mean, the same could, way. <laughs> is there a worse aspect to coaching in Rod Brindamore's eyes than the media side of it? Gosh. Well, there are, t- it, it all depends. You know, you and I were talking about this today after we talked to him. Like, there are some days where he's just not interested. Yeah. Right? And I, and t- I think today was one, of, at least in the morning, it was one of those days. It was just like, yeah, yeah I just want, let me just get through this. <laughs> just, no, he, he, I think for the most part, he has, 
forced himself to accept that as part of the role. And generally speaking, I think he's good at it. He gives you a decent amount, I think. Yeah, he's very accessible. So he's he's accessible. He's super easy to talk to. He doesn't, generally speaking, you know, try to big time anybody uh, in a press room or whatever. But for like the ultimate brass tacks guy who literally doesn't care about the conversation. <laughs> like he just wants to get to work yeah. and do whatever is necessary to help the team win. And talking to us doesn't help the team win. So he, uh, he's reached the point of the season, I think where it's just, he just, he's over it. He's done. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, we're in the we're second half of the season now. Everything matters. You know, there's no real time for BS. And again, we don't help the team win. And the other thing about him is that, like, oh, he's just not impressed by anything. Like, yeah. you Jacob Slavin could do Jacob Slavin things, and you you know you, you are. are What'd you think of Slate? Well, you know, he's just he he's Jacob Slavin. He just did yeah. Jacob Slavin. He's never impressed. Speaking of that, when was the last time Tavo Teravainen uh, impressed himself? Like he smirked. Um, he scored never. his goal and he just smirked. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I scored a goal. Let's move. Let's go on. Yeah, probably it's the last you know ping pong or golf game he played. <laughs> he stayed in the sauna an extra ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, exactly. he surprised himself. Um, yeah. Now, Rod, Rod is just, uh, he's, he's like, it's like he's already immediately on to the next day. Yeah, well, I, I mean, think that's true. And the next one for them is Sunday afternoon against the Connor McDavid's. And Edmonton's right. playing better, so. I mean, how long would Rod Brindamore uh, celebrate? Uh, Stanley Cup. A couple of days. Couple of days, and then he's right back to the next, on to the next season. Well, he'd be on the bike the next day. Yeah. Even as a coach, he would be on the bike the next day. So, I say that about Edmonton. They've lost two in a row, um, but they've certainly played their way back uh, into a good spot in the Pacific Division. Um, they still don't get great goaltending, but. We'll uh, we'll see what happens when they get here, um, but you're excited to see your Connor McDavid. I am. I, I think I'm going to go to that one because I like McDavid and Drysdale. They're just fun to watch. They are. They are fun to watch. Um, and they only come once a year, and I like their uniform. <laughs> just, I like a, I like a lot of stuff about them. Uh, there's a there's a lot of things uh, there's a lot of things to like about yeah, them. I like I like their logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just a fan. Okay, well it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, um, big Oilers fan. Who are your uh, Who are your three stars tonight? All right, so I had Trocheck, Freddie, and Nino. Three, two, one. Um. I had Trocheck 
initially. Then I crossed it out and wrote Tara Vinen, And then I crossed it out. Um, I, those two guys could have easily gotten stars, as could uh, maybe more so in the first period than anything, but I thought Svechnikov was really good tonight without anything. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. Pesci and Slavin were both great tonight. You know, they started the game together and then they split them up. Then Rod split them up. Yeah, I liked. I liked. I did like Fetch tonight. Um, um, they decided liked, to put. Go ahead. I liked Ethan Bear tonight. I liked Ethan Bear too. Uh, Bear played with Slavin uh, a little bit uh, in the second and third periods. Uh, all right, before I give you my stars. Um, Jalen Chatfield, I didn't realize he had missed some time with a uh, a facial injury. Um, I guess he took a puck to the face or something or whatever it was in Chicago. I didn't realize that he hadn't played in a while. Um, yeah. I like his game a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like, you know, all, all the things that we've said about him in the past were on display. I mean, he's got to compete to him. He can skate. So he doesn't get, you know, even if he loses a battle, he recovers. Um, he doesn't, he's simple. Yeah. Uh, I like a lot of what he does too. Now, I don't, I don't know if as we talk about what the Hurricanes do in terms of the trade deadline and trying to fortify their roster, if that's the answer. Oh, no, 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 no. You know? I think he's but part of the I, future. But I like him. Yeah, I like him too. I think he's part of the future. Um, and I'm not saying I don't want him to be on the ice in the playoffs. I hope they have better options than Jalen Chatfield on the ice in the playoffs. Uh, but I just thought he was good tonight. I agree. I thought Ethan Bear was very good tonight. Uh, those two guys played uh, roughly around five, 15 minutes, give or take. Uh, Brady Shea played nearly 23. Pesci played just over 22. Slavin took the night off, played 19-23. Good for, uh, good for Jacob to get some rest. Uh, I think Ian Cole played the most, uh, of the other three, but about 17-ish, roughly. Uh, here were my three stars. I went third star, uh, Freddie Anderson. Uh, it wasn't tested a ton, but there were some really good chances, and he had to make some big saves on. Uh, so I thought, uh, you know, he definitely deserved a star. Uh, I went Niederreiter, too. Um, and this is, I mean, I, don't, I mean, he gets credit for the goal. Uh, he gets credit more for the smarts than anything else. Uh, but I thought he was excellent. And maybe it was just the first period was ringing in my head, and I know he didn't score. But I gave Martinuk the first star. I loved that line all night, and I loved Martinuk tonight. I thought he was, I uh, thought he was Martinuk, awesome. Martinuk was good. His uh, he was around it. He had tons of chances. Yep. He had like six shots tonight, but I docked him for not putting one of those six shots in the net. I that that's fair. That's fair. Um, like I, I love the process. I'm here for the process. <laughs> but at some point, like you gotta you gotta get that to go. I, I agree. Make it work for you. Uh, he had, Jordan Martinuk had uh, six scoring chances, four high danger. Yeah. Jordan exactly. Stahl, by the way, who should have, I should have given him a star, uh, had four scoring chances, three high danger. 
By the way, you know, we, uh, we've given him a hard time lately. I thought Natchez was very good tonight. Especially yeah, he was good. Yeah. He was good. He, I guess he got credited for the assist on that Trocheck goal. Well, yeah, he deflected the, the pass. Yeah. Yeah. He deflected so, it up in the air. Yeah. That's not an assist. But it's a good play. <laughs> but no, it's, is, but he actually made the play. Yeah, but he didn't pass the puck to Trocheck. <laughs> it wasn't intentional. He got in the way. Right, but the it, fuck it, happened to- here, here's what it does. I love these conversations. Here's what it does. It, 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 it avoids us saying, man, he really created the scoring chance. It's a shame he doesn't get anything for it. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, he sticks his, he sticks his stick out and... right. The puck hits it and deflects right to his guy. I mean, so what if it had, I, what if it so had t- gone into the I mean, net? I could, I could make that assist. What it? What if it had gone into the net? Um. Then I guess he's credited with a goal, but he doesn't deserve to be credited with one. <laughs> Was uh who, who? Trying to remember. Was it Trevor Van Riemsdyk? who deflected a puck into the net in Vegas the first year that Vegas was in the league? I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. I, f- I forget who it was. I don't I don't think it was Van Riemsdyk. Uh, but basically, it was during a four-checking sequence, and they just knocked the puck down, they, and it just caromed off a stick and passed Marc-Andre Fleury for a goal. I think I have this right. Uh, it, I mean, it's a goal. What are you going to do? I love that. I love that assist from Martin Natchez. He deserved to be rewarded tonight. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for Marty. I mean, I feel like they should just give him like a block or a takeaway or something like that. He might have gotten that too. He might have yeah, gotten to that me, too. That's, that's more deserving. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Because like at the end of the year, we're going to go back and. You know, we're gonna be like, oh, you know, Marty had, you know, fifty points or whatever he whatever he's gonna end up with, forty points. How many of those were just dumb luck? <laughs> well, I mean, what? How do we count empty net goals and empty net assists? Yeah, I mean, those are those are uncomfortable for me too. But there's just I don't know what else to do about them. I appreciate you being uh, earn it guy. Yeah, I mean, it's not so much earn it, it's just more intention, you know? He intentionally deflected the puck to Trocek. What's wrong with that? Yeah, well, I don't believe that. Do I'd you, like to ask him about it. Do you do you think Ajo deserves an assist on the Teravainen goal? Yes, I do. But he wasn't trying I, to get the puck to Teravainen? He, I he, think he was. No, he was, uh, according to UC Okunen, uh no, he was trying to get that uh, win that faceoff back to Slavin. It just ended up over at Teravina. Who's the, who's what? Where where did UC Okanen say this? Uh, he said it to Trip Tracy. They were texting in between periods. And Yo Yokenen told Trip. Yes, 
that he was, he was not, trying to draw it backward? Not trying to draw it to Teravon, and it just ended up there. All right, well, fine. No assist for Ajo, then. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought he did try to do it. I mean, he might have. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But that, that, that the narrative changed completely. Um, but that was a heck of a goal, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, Teravainen has uh, a seven-game point streak, three goals, six assists. Ajo's got points in five straight. A goal and five assists. So, good for them. They've now won four in a row after um, the debacle again. Not really. The how does debacle. how does you how does you know what Aho was trying to do? Because uh, all Finns share a brain. <laughs> That's why. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, I'm not trying to say he's wrong. I don't know either. But well, remember we thought um, D'Angelo was trying to pass that. To Derek Stepan in that game, mm-hmm. and then I asked him, and he goes, "Nope, <laughs> nope." No, I mean, yeah, you never know. Never, I'm not taking yeah. credit for it. it. Says if you, you yeah. want, people can give me credit for it, that's fine, but that was just dumb luck. So, so a lot yeah, of hockey is dumb thing. luck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is a dumb lucky game. Yes. So, anything else to report before? Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe they should create that stat. Dumb luck. D- dumb luck point. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. I think that would be a fair stat. DLP. Yeah, and it would be a. Uh, it would be good for fantasy hockey. You could have a dumb luck, dumb luck points category. Because that's in many ways, you know, a bit, you know, uh, sort of how it goes. Shot goes in. Shot. Shot from the point. It's say stall in front, just bangs off stall, drops to the ice, and Tara Vinen pounces on it and puts it in the back of the net. Jordan Stall gets an assist. Dumb luck, yeah, I dumb, love that. dumb luck I love point. That. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> two goals, two DLPs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know by that by that same token, Stall's goal in Pittsburgh. Yeah, DLP. Take, take it off the board. Yeah, just give him a DLP. Dumb luck. D- that will be a uh, a, a DLG. DLG. A dumb luck yeah. goal. Yeah, I'm here for that. <laughs> like there should be a stat in baseball. Uh, should have been hit, but wasn't. Like when you hit, yeah, a, I mean, look, when you hit a bullet at like right at the third baseman, and it 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 catches him as opposed to him catching it. Yeah, should have been a hit. Yeah, that, that's fine. I mean, listen, there's something to be said for being in the right place at the right time and hustling and all that kind of stuff because you never know. But let's just delineate between when there's actual intention for certain plays and there isn't. I think all of that's fair. All of that is fair. Um, can I direct you to the college baseball scoreboard? Um, sure, because I'm watching the golf tournament right now. State beat Quinnipiac 10-4. Yeah, I heard dude hit a couple of bombs again. He did. Two homers, a grand slam, six runs batted in. He's got seven home runs, and gosh, I think he's got 22 or 23 RBIs in six games. 
Well, just let me know when they play an actual team. I'm with you. I'm with you. Although it was, uh, what was it? It was 2-2 going to the bottom of the fourth. State scored five in the fourth, three in the fifth. Blew it open. They led led 10-3 after five. Good for them. They are. They're rolling right now. Yeah, they're very good. They're they're very good. I agree though. That I'm not sure they played anybody uh worth it worth anything yet, but uh all I know is that Tommy Tanks is nuts. I mean he's hitting five seventy seven. Tommy Tanks is a great man too. It, well his Tanks is his nickname. It's Tommy White, but Yeah. No, I know. But Tommy Tanks is a yeah, it is a great but he looks like it. He's yeah. He's yeah, like, I've seen him. Yeah, he's uh, what position does he play? First base. What position yeah, does he play? He's playing first base. Yeah, yeah. And he's not bad. He's actually a pretty good fielder, I think. What from what I've seen, he's been pretty good. Uh, but they were uh, they were pretty dominant again tonight. So good for uh, good for them. And I get him tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, you and I uh, will t- do a, an Edmonton Oilers thing. Yeah, looking forward to that. <laughs> he says to Rion. All right. On that night hockey. On, yeah, one o'clock hockey, and then we get two of them next week, right? I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, I, I'm, I'm almost positive that uh, the Seattle game is one o'clock. I think, I think both games are afternoon games next week. A lot of afternoon games lately. They just rescheduled one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Too. They're both evening games. Wait a second. Is this this is Hurricanes? I'm looking at the schedule. I have this wrong. I had it wrong. Uh, it's Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Not Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Never mind. Uh, and the Sunday game is seven o'clock. How did I get all of those things wrong? Uh, tomorrow or Sunday is one o'clock, uh, and then it's. at Detroit, 7 o'clock at Washington, Tuesday, Thursday. Friday, home against Pittsburgh, 7 o'clock. And then Sunday, the fighting John Forslunds are in town. Quick check of the standings, at least as it pertains to the playoff teams. Uh, Hurricanes, two things happened tonight. Hurricanes uh, moved ahead of Florida for the most points in the Eastern Conference. And because of Florida's loss yesterday, Carolina has still played one fewer game than Florida, by the way, and now is back in front. Actually, I think that before today they were back in front in the Eastern Conference in terms of uh, points percentage. So Carolina is now up to 745 points percentage. And uh, so they're in first place in the East. Uh, they lead the Rangers by five points, uh, and now nobody, there are no games in hand. So five-point cushion over the Rangers. They're six ahead of Pittsburgh with two games in hand. Uh, 11 ahead of Washington with two games in hand. Florida leads the Central, rather, I'm sorry, the Atlantic, uh, 75 points. They are uh, three points ahead of Tampa Bay, but the Lightning have a game in hand. Um, actually, I think the Lightning might have two games in hand. Uh, Toronto has 70 points, so they are five back. Boston has 64 points, so they are 11 in arrears to Florida. The Blue Jackets fall to 27, 24, and 1, 55 
points on the season. Jordan Stahl, by the way, has three goals and four assists in his last eight. And it's just good to see him back on the score sheet. Good for him. Good for the team because who knows, maybe he's unlocked a little bit and now uh, we can just see a normal Jordan Stahl scoring pace, which is about, you know, anywhere from 35 to 45 points over an 82-game season. I mean, he's not going to be a 50 to 60-point guy anymore, but he can be a 35 to 45 guy. uh, And with uh, now, what, 20, 31 games left in the season? You know, if Jordan Stahl can produce 16 to, you know, anywhere from 15 to 18 points, well, that would be huge. It'd be enormous for them. Uh, So hopefully that'll happen. All right, uh, we'll get out of here. I thank you very much for spending some time. You can always follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rating and a review. That would be awesome. Uh, But just enjoy it because that would be awesomer. Uh, You can always uh, give us some comments. Let us know what you think, because we like your feedback. Uh, We are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hannon and his crew do a great job, so go check them out online. Free no-obligation estimate there. Remember, if it goes outside your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Until Sunday, an early one against the Edmonton Oilers. I'm Adam. We'll see you later. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.